Welcome back to the Red Dragon Sessions. Joining us for the rest of this episode of the podcast is Richard Shaw from Janie's Fund. Richard, it's great to have you uh, with me today. I'm so grateful that you took the time. Well, I'm, uh, I'm super excited to be here and, and look forward to having a, a great discussion. So tell us a little bit about when Janie's Fund was founded and why. Yeah, so actually, um, last week was um, the five-year anniversary um, of us having the opportunity to meet Stephen, and we actually met in Atlanta, Georgia. They were, Aerosmith was performing at the Phillips Arena, and we had a chance to have Stephen come out and spend some time on a campus we have outside of Georgia in Douglasville um, that has both worked with, with young, uh, with boys and girls, both have been, both have, have been, you know, abused or neglected and have come into the system. And uh, as an organization, Youth Villages, where I work full-time along with Janie's Fund, uh, we, we serve both boys and girls, but Stephen had always wanted to, to do something to address this issue of abuse and neglect in our country. And we had a, a chance five years ago to host him. And he spent about four hours meeting um, a lot of the young women uh, on our campus that were going through recovery and therapy and, and kind of addressing the, the things that brought them there. And it was just from that moment forward, I mean, I think Stephen always had, had wanted to have something that addressed this issue since the song Janie's Got a Gun came out in 1989. And he never had a team around him that really knew what to do and how to do it well. And we were the, the fortunate beneficiary of him not having people around him not knowing what to do. And I would say from that point forward, you know, I think we saw the passion that he had in wanting to address something in a real focused, authentic, effective way. And I think for Youth Villages, we were in a very successful organization and highly recognized across the country in what we did. But anytime you could combine, you know, the results that we were delivering and the way that we go about our work with quality and, and you have someone with Stephen's voice and platform and passion, we just felt like that combination would would really lend itself to doing something unique that we were not doing and, and obviously something Stephen was not doing. And that was kind of harnessing uh, both both him and the, our organization to really address this issue of abuse in our country and make sure that especially the girls and young women that go through a lot of this trauma receive the care they need to heal, that there's awareness being built so that when people do go through this, they know what to do. Uh, and how to address it, and how to let someone know, and how to get, how to find some place safe to be, and so it's been just an amazing. And, and from that five years ago, that first meeting, we launched about eight, eighteen months later, and it's just been fabulous ever since. That's wonderful. That's so great. And you were, uh, you guys were a part of Youth Villages, which yep. is an amazing organization. It's been around for for a while now. Yes. Yeah. So Youth Villages was founded in 1986. We started as a residential facility that helped kids, you know, that, that had been abused and neglected. And we've grown to where we're serving young people. And oh gosh, we're right around 16 states now. And we serve about 33,000 33, young people a year. And really, we do a lot of work with, uh, you know, there, there's this notion that, you know, and, and again, some of this happened when we first met Stephen, is that obviously if someone is in, in, a, in an unsafe environment or in an unsafe situation, you want to get them out of that environment. And so safety is always the first priority. But also there's a lot of work that can be done to strengthen families so that kids do not have to be removed from their homes right. and they can, and, 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 and families can raise their kids in a more effective way than kids growing up in the system. So we spend a lot of time working with families on the front end, strengthening families, making sure that they have the resources and the wherewithal to really raise their own kids effectively. 
And obviously there are times that kids have to be removed and put into a safe environment and receive care outside of their family of origin. So we've been around doing this for over 33 years. And like I said, we've been recognized really as providing the most effective um, effective services in the field. And, and we do that through a lot of research that happens and so that we know actually what we're doing makes a difference. Yeah, Youth Villages um, is a great organization. And again, for Stephen, I'll give him credit. It's like, instead of recreating the wheel and going out and creating something and creating his own programming and creating his own infrastructure and all that goes along with running a charity, mm-hmm. he decided to partner with, with what, he, what he found is the most effective organization. And so that his resources and his time and his energy could be really be focused and not have it all over the place, spinning wheels, trying to create something that wasn't there. And, and to his credit, uh, the partnership aspect of this has worked amazingly well. That's, that's so great. Uh, you've already spoken a, a bit about some of the services that Youth Villages offers. What are some of the other services? I know it's not necessarily the same service in every city. What kind of spectrum of services do you guys offer for young women and young men around the country? We're headquartered in Memphis, Tennessee, and Memphis is where we, we provide a continuum of services. So we do adoptions, we do mentoring, we do uh, we have a crisis service program in Tennessee where basically any young person that's either threatening to hurt themselves or hurting someone in the community, we have a 1-800 number across the state where we actually send out a master's level counselor within an hour to actually meet with, with what's going on and actually make a decision what needs to happen. So we have to do that. We have a a really effective intensive in-home model called Intercept, which actually goes into the home three to four times a week for four to six months. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, again, gives families the opportunity to thrive on their own versus kids coming into the system. We do, um, we do group homes. We do residential care. We do intensive residential care. So we, we basically have been an organization that has focused on caring for the kids that most other organizations don't want to care for. I mean, so we're, we, we take really challenging cases and really challenging families and young people sometimes, but that's how we basically, in the early days, it's, it's how we survived because we were willing to do that. And over time, through a lot of consistent investments and in things like our clinical team and our research and stuff, we've just developed programs that have gone through rigorous evaluations and have shown to create lasting results. And I think that's where, whether it's our intercept program, which is our in-home program, we're actually going into the community and into the home to work with kids and families. And our, I mentioned our life set program, which is for young people aging out 17 to 22. Mm -hmm. Um, Those programs, uh, there's such a need for those programs. And, and then when you have programs that have gone through rigorous evaluation to show that they actually produce positive results, which a lot of Social services do not go through that process. Mm-hmm. And so while there's anecdotal stories about success, you don't have really, it's not really undergirded by this foundation of real results and evidence. And so where we've been successful is we have programs that have gone through that kind of evaluation. And so those programs are, are really growing across the country, which is great because the needs are always there. And, you know, kind of as an organization, you know, while we do different programs, what we're most focused on is radically improving outcomes for, for kids and, and families across America, regardless of the program. And, and that's really what our, what our calling card is. That's just some great work there. How many young people has Jamie's Fund and Youth Villages been able to help since, since inception? Yes. So we, we, we launched November, November of 2015. We actually launched, it was the, it was the 26th anniversary of the release of the video, uh, Janie's Got a Gun, mm-hmm. which was in November of, of, of 89. And so since we started, we have, 
we've served over 1,200 girls directly in our services. So mostly in YD life set, which, is, which again, are, are young women, 17 to 22, that have grown up in the system. They turn 18 years old, and they're, they kind of age out of the system. And, and as a society, we've kind of, we kind of kick them to the curve to say, no, go be successful. And of course, they don't have the skills, resources, and supports to do that. And so most of our services have been focused on life set. We've served about 1,200 young women in that program. We've provided about 166,000 days of care. So that would be a young person in a program receiving therapy, receiving care, uh, doing trauma work. Uh, we've, we've provided funding for 166,000 days of care since we started. Um, we've, we've provided life sets. Most of, m- most of the, the places that we're providing direct services are in communities where what we're doing is we're bringing, we're bringing Janie's Fund dollars and private resources to the table and saying, look, if you want to address this issue specifically of young people aging out of your system that need extra assistance and need support, we'll bring money to the table if you'll match us. And so mm-hmm. the communities where, that we're targeting, it's where there's got to be a commitment from the, from the, from the system from the Department of Children's Services or from the state or whoever the funder, the public funder is, that this is an important issue. And if we bring money to bear to help these young people, that you will match us. And so we have we've, we've brought dollars to bear for that program in Massachusetts and Tennessee and Nashville and Memphis and New York City and North Carolina, all across Massachusetts. We're going to be funding that program in some new communities in the coming year. And it's just one of those things where, you know, Quality programs, and people don't like to hear this because obviously you want every organization to be efficient. We're very efficient, but quality programs cost money. Right. I mean, so definitely, if you yeah. want to be on the cheap, you're not going to get results. And mm-hmm. so it, it does cost money. And so money is important. When we go to a state, you know, we, we, we want to participate and we want to grow these things, but we also want them to be sustainable, right? So, and, and we know that they're only going to be sustainable if there's a partnership and that the public is actually willing to put some money up as well. So what we've been doing is, and again, you know, we, have, we have a plan that we're, we've been working on for the last three years. Our goal is to make sure that the next decade, every young, every young person, but specifically for Janie's Fund, every young woman that grows up in foster care, ages out at 18, has access to our program called LifeSet um, or, or, a, or a program of comparable uh, quality. In the next 10 years, every single young woman will have, woman will have access to that kind of programming. And that's our goal in, in, over the next decade. Wow, I'm starting to get a little worked up because this is like so amazing what you guys are doing and the hard work and the effort that you and, and everyone at Janie's Fun and Youth Villages is doing just is, as somebody who went through their own story, yeah. to know that there is this level of support for people out there now is just so amazing and so wonderful. Now, I'm one of Janie's angels. Can you tell our audience about Janie's Angels and what that is and and how they can be one too? Janie's Angels, they're men and women from across the globe, actually. We actually have donors. When we launched Janie's Fund, we had donors from 40 countries. And so people that have, have said, you know what, I, I, I believe in what you're doing. I want to help. And and again, we these are monthly donors. And so people that are saying, you know, on a monthly basis, whether it's $5 or $25, we, we know that the work that we're doing costs money, and we, we want to see you do more of it. And so we're willing to, again, make, make a donation, whether it's $5, $25. But the awareness aspect has been the one aspect of what we've done that has, that has blown me away in, in the sense that we get more notes and we get more letters from people all around the world that have been affected by this issue. And I think 
what we do, obviously, like with, with, the, um, with, the, with, with the national hotline, you know, with 1-800-4-CHILD is like we, we partner uh, with Child Help out of Arizona to actually, you know, provide those types of services. So if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're in a situation or you know someone who might be getting abused or suffering from abuse or in a bad situation, like what do you do with that? And I think this awareness aspect and in, in, in people's willingness to talk about this issue. I mean, I think, and this is what Stephen will say all the time, is that, you know, so many of these issues of incest and abuse and all these things have been taboo for so long. And I think that's why the video was so important because for the first time it showed, it showed visually like what happens in our country. Angels are just a group of, of monthly donors that have committed to supporting this mission. A lot of them have, I mean, and again, I don't know the exact percentage, a lot of them ha- have suffered trauma and, and they want to give back. And it's just, um, we want, we want to grow that group of, of donors over time because again, anyone can participate and, you know, it, it is a monthly contribution, but it does, it, there's no set amount. It can be $5. It can be, it can, we have, we have angels that give a thousand dollars a month, but most of our angels are pretty ra- rabid supporters and they help us and they support us and they share things on social media and other places that really helps us get the word out about the importance of this work. You know, Richard, when I get that email each month that says my, my donation has gone through as a monthly donor, you know, no matter what kind of day I'm having, if I'm having a bad day or a stressful day, or if I'm having a great day, every time I see that it comes through on my phone, I just, I just light up inside because I'm, I feel like I'm a part of something bigger mm. and able to give back. I think, I think that is just, it's a great program. Um, Janie's Angels, Janie's Fund in general, that is about all the time that we really have today. We're going to have in our description here on the podcast, there are links to Janie's Fund, to childhelp.org, um, and to Youth Villages. Thank you so much, Richard. I really, really appreciate uh, you coming along on this ride with me today. And if ever you need anything, please don't hesitate to call or reach out to me. Well, thank you for, for your, thank you for uh, what you're doing. And that's, um, it's sharing things, sharing things that it's really important to talk about. And, um, you know, we, we uh, I feel like we're just getting started, but with, uh, with wonderful people like yourself and, and other angels out there that are willing to share their story and, 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 and support this work, it, we're making a huge difference. So thank you. Thank you so much. And listeners, if you are uh, someone who is in need of help or you know someone in need of help, please reach out to the Child Help National Child Abuse Hotline, 1-800-4-A-CHILD, 1-800-422-4453. You've been listening to the Red Dragon Sessions.